Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia, and I'm joined on the show this week by fellow consultant Liana Sangster. Hey, Liana. Hi, Dom. Liana, a question we get. Or something we often talk about is that the, the circumplex, the way we measure thinking and behavior, isn't about good, bad, right, or wrong, but it is about effectiveness. And so it begs the question, what do we mean when we talk about effectiveness? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Mm. And it's both, I guess, at an individual level, but we also use the circumplex to measure how teams perform, how organizations perform, and so on. So what do we mean by effectiveness, you know, when we talk about that. Yes. What do we mean by effectiveness? So effectiveness in my mind is your ability to achieve what you need to achieve in a way that's sustainable over time. And I think that's an important part of effectiveness. So it's long-term, not just short-term. Yeah. And I'd build on that actually, that in a way that it doesn't cost you or others unnecessarily. Which to me is kind of about sustainability as well. If it's costing us too much, then that's not sustainable. Yeah. Okay, so it's so it's long term. So it's about getting outcomes, getting results. Yes. Right? But in a way that's sustainable and for the long term mm. goal, like the the overall mission, right? Rather than the sub kind of milestones along the way necessarily. Yeah. Because you will will often come across individuals that will say, It's working for me, you know, so they might Yeah. There's an argument out there that you'll hear in a debrief or at a cultural level. That when you look at a circumplex, you might hear people say, oh, a bit of balance is good, a bit of everything, right? Uh-huh. Sometimes we need to be a bit of this to get things done over here, or maybe we need to be a bit over on the rule side in order to kind of control things. We want a balance between all of them, mm. which... To which you'd uh, say what? <laughs> well, in my head, I'd be saying, no, you don't. No, you do not need a balance. But actually, what I, I would probably say, I would agree that it is normal to dip in and out of different behaviors and different styles, defensive and constructive, but that there are hidden costs, maybe they're less obvious in the in the beginning around moving in and out of those defensive styles. At a macro level, I often describe when when we do get that question, you know, isn't balance balance good, right? So we have a bit of blue, so, a bit of red, a bit of green. Yeah. At a cultural level, I bring it back to don't forget that green and red and defensive styles when we're cultivating a culture where people feel the need to dip into those, what we're doing is asking them or expect they're expected to protect themselves. Mm. So there's a lot of energy being invested in shielding, veering away from, playing it safe, or holding control. And so at a macro level, if we're asking people to protect themselves, it doesn't feel very effective in my mind. It feels like a lot of effort being put into something that is not very yeah. useful. Reminds me of an interview I did recently with Sandos from the guys there, and they talked about how you know there's a real outcome drive. So they'd go over the numbers, sales numbers, but it became all about justifying the sales numbers. So it was all this energy spent internally justifying numbers and selling numbers, and you know, like how do you message it to regional management and stuff. All the time was spent there rather than actually going out and winning business. Yeah, I think going on, what might we do to shift the numbers rather than justify them? Rather than justify them. So I think often, you know, so that's not effective. You know, it's not as effective that we spend all this energy protecting ourselves instead. 
And so, because often people hear, you know, sometimes people say, oh, it's blue is good, red and green are bad. Mm. And we say it's not about that, right? And so at an individual level, people do what they do for a reason. What I would say is you can get stuff done from red. Absolutely. Not going to argue with you. You can get stuff done from green. Totally. But they can come with a cost Mm. as well, right? So with the red side, the cost, if we're really task-oriented, the cost might be in relationships with other people. Could be. Or the cost could be to ourselves, right? Because we're kind of burning ourselves out or, you know, thrashing ourselves. Now, short-term, that might get results. Totally. Mm. But long-term, if we're, you know, hurting relationships with others, is that going to help us in long-term effectiveness? Probably not. If we're thrashing ourselves and burning out, is that going to help us be mm. long-term effective? Mm. Probably not. I think, you know, you find when you, you know, when you talk to clients that let's use an LSI, for example, with yep. their feedback on their thinking and behavior, they might quite legitimately say to you, this is working really well for me. I'm kicking my goals. I'm getting great feedback from my manager. Yeah things couldn't be better. But usually if you start to ask broader questions, okay, so tell me what's going on outside of work, there's usually a different story. Mm. And we're talking about when they're in the extreme side of defensive styles, where it's the predominant prevailing way of being. Yeah, sure. You know, that I tell myself I need to be the best and be across every detail and maintain tight control over things. Yeah. Often you'll find that it might be working for them to a degree in certain areas of their life in that moment. Mm. Start to dig around a little bit more and you start to get a bit more of an understanding of either broken relationships or kids that don't speak to them or maybe family breakdowns of some other description. Mm. Or maybe it's working in their team, but no one in their peer level wants to deal with them. So we're sub we're optimizing at our team level, but not at yeah. an organizational level. It's really common. Yep. You hear it when they say our team's kicking goals, getting sales, et cetera, et cetera. everyone else. And then you you start to understand the impact of that, that behavior on the other team. So whether it might be people in ops or in marketing and they go, oh, too hard to, to work with that person, right? Yeah. So, so are we winning? Yeah. We're not winning. Is, is the organization doing better as a result of your team winning? Yeah. No. Right? We're not winning at an overall level. Yeah. And, you know, because I like if you kind of go around the circumplex almost, you know, like approval, or something? Is it long-term effective? Well, we feel like we can't say what we actually need to say. Right? We're not having the conversations maybe we need to have. But it's of, pleasant. But it's pleasant. So things are nice. Yeah. But we're not getting stuff done. Right? So the payoff is things are pleasant. Things are nice. But maybe we're not having some of the differing maybe we need to have. Yeah. Right? You often find actually when approval is a cultivated norm, I find in teams or in cultures that it does seem pleasant on the surface, but the conversations are going on. They're just not going on with the people that they're about. That, yeah. So <laughs> yep. it's it's sort of like a, a widely known. There might be some widely known issues that no one really leans into. Over time, what that means is that they just don't get addressed, and creates. I feel like that creates a bit of maybe anxiety or uncertainty in people because they kind of know, but no one's calling it. Well, there's unresolved conflict because mm-hmm. I actually don't agree with you, but I'm saying yes. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of a superficial harmony rather than a natural one. Yeah. Right. So there. So we're not maybe having the conversations, doing the things we need to do because we're kind of afraid of getting people offside. Yeah. Right. And you could do the same with some of the other green ones, you know, on the red side. I think I'm saying like perfectionistic. Like I'm, I'm kicking goals, right? I'm all over it. I'm working long hours. I'm doing three people's jobs for them, you know? So short term effective? Sure. Right. Sure. 
you're cooking goals, you're getting lots of stuff done. But you just created a huge amount of reliance on you. So people aren't learning. They mm. don't own it, right? So now you've got one person trying to do four jobs rather than four people doing four jobs. Yeah. It's funny. Do I was know? actually at my local cafe the other day and I quite I chat to the, the guy who runs the cafe and he was saying how he hasn't had a day off in a couple of years. So he uh-huh. basically just works through seven days a week, always open. And I noticed when I was watching him with his team that he he always takes over for them if they're doing something that's not right. Uh-huh. You know, so I'll do that, I'll do this. And he means well, right? He wants to help totally. them. But I, my mind immediately clicked and I went, it's going to be really hard for you to take a day off, buddy. If because you, no if you one can do it. Learn how to do it themselves. Yeah, That's, so that was a, like a really obvious challenge for him. So short-term effective, it solves the problem right now. Right now. So he got the really quick solution for the customer. Cost but of long-term. Him burning out probably. And other people aren't upskilling and all sorts of stuff. So are we as effective as a team as we could be? No. Right? It's, yeah. You know, and so it's kind of straightforward. It's like, you know, same with oppositional. If you took something like oppositional, do we have to point out when things are wrong and, and need to improve things? Of course we do. Sure. But if that's kind of the MO we're always leading with, maybe it helps this decision or something. But it starts shutting down ideas, right? Yeah. People aren't going to share stuff. So is that long-term effective? No. Yeah. You know, so it's all about long-term effectiveness. And I think to your point with the cafe owner, his intention, I he doesn't wake up in the morning saying, oh, I want to boss people around and tell them what to do and don't let anyone grow and develop. That's not what mm. he's saying. He wants the customers it, to yeah. have a good experience. In his mind, he's making sure the customer gets what they want. In I a want the customer to have a great experience. Way. There is nothing bad or wrong about mm. that. Totally not. But it's How? not effective long-term. Yeah. Because if we're going to be effective long-term, we're building a team that's going to satisfy customers. And that's where it always comes back to great. What does it give you? What does it cost you? Yes. So it gives me the immediate sense of, for the, if we talk about the cafe owner, immediate knowledge that my customer is getting what they need, but it costs me my energy, health, et cetera, and the growth of my team. And the growth of my team. And that's why it's interesting doing the, what's the payoff trade-off of different styles? Because once you get to the constructive styles, it's kind of hard to name, you know, say I'm perfectionistic. What's the downside of having an unrealistically high goal, right? The downside of an unrealistically yeah, high goal. Yeah, it's not achievable. It's actually, we can't, we well, can't get there. It's demoralizing. Yeah. And nothing's ever good enough. We maybe spend too much time. On the detail. You know, an unproductive time because we're trying to squeeze all the juice out of the lemon rather than getting, you know, the most of it out and then moving on to the next lemon and squeezing mm. that one. Sacrifice the outcome sometimes. Right. Sometimes we can sacrifice the outcome. If we move over to, you know, one notch up achievement, it's a stretch but realistic goal. What's the downside of that? Mm. It's kind of harder to name, right? It, I mean, people will say, I think, you know, particularly if you try to move to, to action too quickly, right? This is we're going back to our moving to why acceptance is so important. But they will usually say there's takes a bit of time to do the training. So if we use the well, cafe like humanistic example. encouraging or something. Yeah, yep. so... It, you know, that's the one thing people will say, oh, short-term cost is a little bit more time, but long-term it catches up with you. So I do have to spend more time explaining things now, how they work, maybe letting a few mistakes happen so that people can learn for themselves, knowing that three, six months from now, I only have to be in the business three days a week. Totally. So so that's Put back to the elsewhere. long-term effectiveness, Yeah. right? So it's about long-term effectiveness. So yeah, in the short-term, to teach a man to fish takes longer than just fishing for them. Yeah. But now they can go and fish and you can do something else, right? Otherwise, you're going to be stuck fishing forever. Mm. So. I think that 
thing about the effectiveness discussion is, you know, when you're introducing the concept of effectiveness for individuals is to get them to identify what it looks like for themselves as well. You know, so painting the picture around what is it that is going to enable you to be successful in your life right now. Because we can talk about it all we like in terms of defining effectiveness, but I think it's getting the individual to orient themselves towards what are all the goals that I need to achieve in my life because it's rarely just that I need to be effective at work. You know, I I need to be able to go home and still have energy for people that I care about. Totally. Or or for my hobbies or I need to be able to have a good night's sleep, whatever it might be. Like it's, I think it's really important to get the individual to identify what is effectiveness for you and how does it fit with this sort of goal for yourself? Where where are you going to be in five, 10 years? So it's, as particularly with the lifestyles of injury, it's about being effective in life. Yeah. Not just work. Because we can optimize for work and then the cost is just somewhere else. Right. So I can spend all all my time at work, but then I don't see my kids. Or I don't have any time to recover for myself. Mm. All that kind of stuff. So it's being effective in life is what we're kind of looking at. Mm. And that's at an LSI level, but as an organization, you know, how are we sustainable? Right. Because often we see with organizations that are aggressive is that their results are like a saw blade, right? Up one year, down the next, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, volatile, right? Because you can kind of, and you know, sometimes I wonder if this is exaggerated with bringing in a CEO for three years, right? I come in, I've got a mandate to whip these guys into shape. I'm going to whip them into shape, pump, 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 get the result. I leave, go on to my next big role. And everyone falls over in a heap. Yeah, and if you look just at bottom line results in the short term versus not just the what and the how. Yeah, yeah I pumped the share price or something or whatever, mm-hmm. but they can't sustain it, you know. And so the question is, how do we build sustainable? We want great results, but we've got to be able to keep it up rather than just for three years and, and then yeah, year it falls on year over. growth. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's an interesting question because. Because I always want to get away from good, bad, right, and wrong yeah. type language. Because it's not about that. And like I think that cafe owner example is a great example, right? There's nothing bad or wrong about what he's wanting to do, right? The intent, It was working for right here, right now. It works for right here, right now. Yeah. The intent is to give people a good experience and all that. Mm. But over the long term, it's not as effective. Mm. You know? And I see that all the time. Like I often say, you know, with like the power style, can be a bit of a, if you want a job done right, do it yourself kind of thing. Like, I'm going to take control and do it. And I think the sentiment it's, under that is you want a good outcome for the company yeah. or something like it's that. It's very seductive again, isn't it? I want to get a great outcome. Mm. Well, I'm not going to tell someone they're wrong for wanting to get a great outcome. That's awesome. But what are the costs? Right? If I'm going to control everything and tell people what to do, now they're not thinking. Mm. Now they're following orders. And know, I think- or they're not involved or they're holding back ideas right? Long term's not effective. It's interesting you mentioned the team level as well before around what would it look like in a team because you often hear people say, well, it's good if you've got people that are argumentative and others that are more quiet, you know, or whatever that might be. Uh But actually, if you want quality problem solving and quality solutioning in teams, why you bring people together to actually collaborate and make decisions that are better as a result of having multiple heads, you need to create an environment that is enabling of people to do that, to come forward uh-huh. with the ideas. So I feel like effectiveness is really about being really clear on the goal as well, you know, so, and then what's, what are the conditions we need to create in order to get there? That's yeah. what we're really talking about. What are the conditions in our mind, in our behaviors, in our team, in our culture? Yeah. And so when people talk about a balance, I'd say we do need a balance. Yeah. Tell but it's, people. But it's not between the different <laughs> aggressive, passive, yes. and destructive. 
It's the task and people side of constructive. We need a balance. Right? So we can't just be all the people side of constructive. Right? Yeah, we're encouraging, we get along really well, but we don't really know what we're trying to achieve. Right? That doesn't work. If we're all what we're trying to achieve, but we're not bringing people with us, that doesn't work. That's not long term effective either. Yeah. Right? So we need both sides of that equation. We need the group problem solving terms, the the what we're here to achieve. Yeah, the what we're here to achieve, but I'm thinking of the uh-huh. quality, right? Uh, we need quality yes. decisions and we need acceptance. acceptance. We need the people side. Yep. Right. High quality outcome and people who are committed to doing something doing about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of how it, you need a balance, but can all be in that constructive zone. <laughs> and so, yeah, often I just summarize it as you can get stuff done from red, you can get stuff done from green, but it comes with a cost and that can make it less effective than blue. Anything you can do from red and green, you can do from blue without those costs. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like driving with the handbrake on versus laying it off. You can get surprisingly far with the handbrake on, but... Damages the car. It damages the car, it <laughs> slows you down, it wears on the tyres, whatever, right? Yeah. I don't know enough about cars to really give a full <laughs> accurate analogy. We get it. So a car guy is going to be like freaking out. But you get the point, right? It comes with a cost. Cool. So that's kind of what we mean by effectiveness. Right? It's about that long-term outcome. Right? It's not just today. It's not just about tomorrow, but long-term. Mm. Thinking forward. Right? And it's kind of doing it without the, the wear and tear on others, on ourselves. And getting, getting to terrific outcomes. Beautiful. Thanks for your nice. time today, Liana. Good work. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.